Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast. We're here today to talk about not one, but two episodes of The Other Way. That is season five, episode five and six of 90 Day Fiance before, uh, sorry, The Other Way. Uh, now, the reason why we have ended up putting two episodes into one is because last week I was not able to find a guest. And also I was gone for a, most of the week. I was away at the beach. So figured let's just put them into one episode. Now, did I know and expect the episode six to be only an hour? No, this was a very pleasant surprise. And it looks like because 90 Day Fiance, The Last Resort has started, a.k.a. the show with Big Ed and Angie, Angela, which we're not going to be talking about on this uh, network, uh, they've made it one hour because the other hour goes to that show. So we're blessed moving forward. There are going to be shorter episodes, which means a little bit of a shorter recap. And maybe I'll give you some some bite-sized info about that other show so you don't have to watch it. But that is not the issue for today. That's for another day. For today, we're here to talk about two episodes. And I needed someone who is guaranteed to not only bring the good content, but also to help me get through two episodes of this damn show. And that person is a frequent guest on this podcast, talking 90 Day Fiance with me on the Hot Mess Express. Uh, she is one half of the Wrestling Rehab Up and one half of the Crime Scene Podcast and a whole half great person to have on the show. It is, of course, Mari Fourth once again. Mari, how you doing? 
I'm doing good, Puya. Thank you so much. You deserve that rest. You deserve that beach time. And now that you're re- you're rested and relaxed, now we can get back into the 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 mess because the mess is what it was hot this week. Hot AF, and I'm of course your host and conductor of that mess. Ready to talk about all of this, Mari. We got a lot of good content here. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Both shows running simultaneous with The Other Way and Before the 90. And I know you watch both as well. I feel mm-hmm. like The Other Way has been the better show. It's It's been so hard. I don't. I truly don't know how you do this because like my brain is scrambled by like which couples are on which. I had to, I honestly had to just drop before the 90 days for a while. I, I, I do what Scally does and I let them, I let them pile up so I can just binge them on a, on a day that I'm like cleaning or sitting around because I feel like maybe like one or two or maybe even three of the couples on this iteration honestly could have been on before the 90 days i'm wondering (laughs) i'm wondering if casting was casting before the 90 days and they were like we have so many good options like let's uh because before the 90 days doesn't that have like it feels like it has like 10 couples this season and then this one feels like there's at least three couples that could have qualified for before but they're like you know what let's throw you on the other way and i'm I'm my head is spinning from all of these stories. I appreciate all of the stories. I think we got some good drama, some good mess. There's not really a, a good love story here, but <laughs> I am very well entertained. I, I am entertained, and that's kind of all that matters. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the big thing for me. I do love that idea that they just had too many people, so they ended up putting them into this and that's why we got another the other way season so soon after the other one ended so that mm-hmm. definitely is a good shout also the fact that they only had danielle and johan b- get brought back obviously kenny armando they've been documenting for a minute too but i feel like kenny armando are almost like their solid staple now where they probably yeah. always have a camera crew with them similar to probably jenny and sumit who are always on happily ever after at this point so mm-hmm. They had that footage ready to go. And then they just brought these new couples. And honestly, it's incredible because we've got two episodes of the show to cover in one. So you think every storyline has a lot to update you on. But really, three couples out of the six got a bigger story. And the other three, you would imagine it's just one episode with how little we got combined with two episodes. Very that. Very that. Like a lot of uh, some couples took up the the bulk of it. And then the other ones, they're like, meh. And I'm and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. It wasn't like a sensory overload or anything. Right. Uh, No, I think it was a good balance. Ultimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go over to the first couples. uh, A couple who have had very, very deep attachment issues from the beginning. Now they are in person. And let's see how they've been handling things, Mari. So last Mm -hmm. time we visited Brandon and Mary, they had just got together for the first time in the Philippines. And they ended up sleeping in the same bed, but they slept uh, head to toe where one person's head are facing the other person's toes. Kind of like how they put the cheese at the at subway, you know, symmetrical and stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, this wasn't a comfortable sleep so much so that Mary ended up leaving and going to sleep. Was it in front of the TV in the living room? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, but like Brandon and Mary, they are very interesting to me. Because they feel very equally yoked. They're both 23. You know, they're both like so young. Brandon, even though he's from the U.S., like you guys discussed, he he's had a very hard life. He's he's 
used to maybe not living in the finest of luxury. So you think him going to the Philippines to live with Mary, it'd be like all hunky-dory. And then when he gets there, it's like all hell kind of breaks loose. Um, I thought this first night was very, it was kind of hilarious to me because Brandon, like I get you've been pent up. I get it's been two years over the phone, but it's still different. Like I, I like when Mary said like, you know, having him here in person it's different. And so she, she feels a bit different and we've gotten the vibes. I can't, I'm not sure. I can't remember if she's full out come out and said it, but she, she definitely gives off virgin vibes. So it's been confirmed. I'm pretty sure. Okay, great. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember. So it's kind of like, yeah, you can talk a whole lot of talk over the phone, but when, when it, it comes time for the get down, it's something totally different. And I don't think Brandon like realized that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, it's so because it's so easy to and and let me preface. I don't mean that it's easy to sex. I don't think it comes naturally to everybody, but right. it's very easy to, you know, say you'll do all the things and then get in person. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I wasn't actually going to hang upside down from the chandelier. Like, that's not my, <laughs> my style or capability, but I said I could. So yes. <laughs> you put that together combined with the fact that they've been on video for two years actively every day saying these things on repeat i can see why brandon has loftier expectations because it well, it's been said so many times it's been confirmed but then for her i can also understand why she's a little bit more reserved also let's not forget they're under the same roof as her grandparents who they have to ask right. permission from to kiss or hug so i wouldn't right. feel comfortable if my grandparents have that heavy of a hand on on controlling the state of the house to do anything Ex- exactly exactly and you know, it, it's just kind of unfortunate because, like they said, they've been on the phone for like two years. And he said they even like do like some sexting stuff over the phone. So I'm pretty sure they've, you know, probably got some glances of stuff like that. And so Brandon is just probably just caught off guard that now he feels like she's acting different. But again, yeah, you're under the same roof as your 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 grandparents. There's, um, you know, she keeps constantly saying, like, I don't want to bring shame to my family because, you know, in, in other cultures, it, it's, you know, uh, you got to respect you got to respect the boundaries of uh, when you come to other pe- people's lands and stuff like that. So it it's not as easy as one might think. And Brandon mm-hmm. needs to just he just needs to catch up with that. Like, like, it's OK if she feels uncomfortable right now. It's OK. Let her get comfortable. Don't rush her. Like, chill, dude. Chill. Yeah. And I and I think ultimately, if this was just an issue of, well, when I said, you know, we're going to the same bed and you said, yes, I assumed we'd be like face to face and cuddling that I can understand for sure. Because at that point, once they're upside down disease, it's like, oh, might as well have slept separately. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I would rather sleep separate and then and then hug you in the morning than than get your if you twitch in bed and you kick me in the face. Like, I'd rather not have that happen. Or I don't want to have to, you know, kick you in the face. He made an argument that like he slept facing the wall and that was an issue. And I was like, no, the getting the wall is actually pretty sick. I enjoy sleeping by the face (laughs) in the wall. My bed does not connect to the wall any longer. But before I used to always try and go for wall. This just locked unlocked a, a memory for me. I I I I, for, I forgot, but like when me and my husband were dating, and we would always go and visit my um, mother in law, and his grandmother lived in in their house too. We were we had to sleep separate. Like I would take mm-hmm. his room, and he would sleep on the couch, and we were together 
seven years before we got married. So we we would have, and we would visit constantly. So we would have to sleep separately for those first like seven years. Um, it wasn't until we got engaged that they're like, okay, sure, you can you can share a bed now. And now when we go, like we're we're on our way there. We're we're about to take another vacation there, like tomorrow and now we can sleep in the same bed but it's like that's a respect thing you know what i'm saying like people do things differently under their house now i thought it was very interesting that you and scally were talking about last week about how brandon bought the house yeah he like didn't he send 60k to get a house sorted and now they're living with him so it's weird because it's like it's his roof but it's their yes. culture <laughs> and it's their uh request that he has yes. to abide by and it's day one so of course he's gonna say yes but it's very clear to me mari that brandon's not gonna just yes and for for longer than three days like he's very ready yeah. to break barriers that they've had for two years oh don't say it like <laughs> Don't say it like that, we. Um, oh, I didn't yeah. mean it in that way. I meant like also the jealousy stuff, the insecurity. No, 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 no. That I was not. No. Oh God. Oh, what a poor choice of words. Now that I think. Oh God. No. 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 So let's move on. <laughs> move straight on, because because that was not saying the barrier equals to you know what. Anyway, all right, all right, all right, and we move on. We move on. It was about the the jealousy stuff and the insecurity stuff is what I meant. All right, cool. All right, so he wants to take a bath before breakfast. She's like, all right, I'm gonna go boil the water for it, and you know, this is clearly the stuff that I think Brandon may not have thought about ahead of time of how different things are gonna be. Granted, mm-hmm. we also talked about with Scally on the last episode that. Brandon, you know, firmed it like he has lived in other Mm -hmm. situations where this wasn't as big of a shock to him, which I appreciated. However, the shock will come a little bit later, it seems to me. Now, we do get that B-roll scene where he's going to eat and she's feed. She insists on feeding him every bite. I thought maybe one bite is cute, but like it was like the whole meal was getting fed by her and she's feeding him very quick. These are like quick scoops. He's barely done chewing. She's feeding him again. And then this is where she tells us that. She wants to, you know, get him a little chubby because then he'll be more huggable and more cuddly. And to that, I say, Mary, y'all haven't cuddled yet. So how do you know it'll be better when you haven't even cuddled yet? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, not her trying to choke him with the chicken adobo. Like, right. <laughs> I was like, let that man chew, girl, even though it's that would be a delicious way to die. But let him chew. Let him chew. <laughs> Seriously, let it happen. Um, but then ultimately, the plan for today is they're going to go farming with her grandfather. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is one of the tasks that he's going to have to not so much take over as much as help with, uh, you know, with the, one of the jobs he's going to have to do while he's he, now that he's here. And I think this is where Brandon definitely gets that culture shock that so far he seemed to be handling just fine. Uh, first, he puts on these boots to go, and and what are they doing? They're like, um, they're like plowing a mud mud field yes. for for rice, right? Yes, yes, yes. This is like a your traditional like a like kind of like a rice paddy. Like some people don't realize that some rice is like grown in, in that like, thick muddy water, mm-hmm. and um, it was so cool. I thought this was one of the coolest things to actually like see see happen and um like really like tilling that mud making like preparing the mud for the seeding we saw in kind of like b-roll like people um we saw people like seeding the the mud we didn't i don't think we saw that here we just saw them preparing the mud for the seeding and it was just so funny it was so funny with brandon and his big old 
SpongeBob boots. Like when when SpongeBob <laughs> gets the new boots, yeah, and he he sticks one foot into that muddy water and gets stuck to the point where Lolo, the grandfather, is basically laughing at him in his face, and he just ends up with with his bare <laughs> bare feet. Like Mary tried to warn him would happen anyways. Yeah. He made it it two funny. steps in before the boots got <laughs> stuck and he had to barefoot it. So yeah. uh, that happened. I will say it did seem like he got the hang of it by the end, which is nice. Um, he got the hang of uh, doing the, the, what was it like? the Because basically the way they did it was they had a carabao and then they had mm-hmm. this tool hanging behind the carabao that they would stand on and then the carabao would yes. walk through the mud and then that would help. Uh, pl- like get the get the yeah, mud plow. ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It it, it looks so fun. Like it, it looked fun. It, the only problem was Brandon has like very bad balance. Oh yeah, <laughs> his balance was way <laughs> off, so it wasn't as easy for him. But I thought he. It looked like he was doing pretty good until Lolo was like, "No, oh, he's not suited for this." <laughs> like I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I was like, you're not quite ready yet uh, to be here and do this. So that is something. Well. He, the the other the big information that we're gonna get here is before the 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 farming even begins, uh, Brandon says that he would you be okay if we told your grandpa we kissed? I want to be honest <sighs> about this, and I thought you are an idiot. Uh, <laughs> why would you do this? Also, you, it's too late, and you've already got blessing to like sleep in the same room, and and also you've not been snitched out by brother, so that's a good place to be. Why would you mm-hmm. self-report at this point? <laughs> right. I I truly don't understand his thought process by telling the grandfather that they kissed. Like, I don't, I, I really don't understand it. And then when the grandfather says his piece about it, then he's even more confused about why the grandfather had his thoughts on it. I'm like, because you told him. You could have just kept that to yourself. You could have just kept it to yourself. Straight up. Like that was you. You got away with it. I don't know why you're revisiting. Really, that's that's my big thing here. Now, after the farming stuff, he does end up. You know, the grandpa says, "I don't think the job's suitable for Brandon, but we'll continue. I'll continue to teach him." And I thought that was really nice. Well, then Brandon says to the grandpa, "He says, listen, I respect him as a man, and I want him to respect me as a man, and I'm gonna tell him like we kissed." So then he tells the grandpa. Grandpa doesn't respond. Um, and then the grandfather does mention that he's angry that they didn't ask for a blessing. Brandon apologizes, then asks for permission. And then he hits them with, I'll allow it, but you got to get married. <laughs> so, and, that's and this is when Brandon was stuck. Brandon was like, Wait, I don't understand. Why, why do I have to set a wedding date? All we did was kiss. Sir, weren't you the one who was just saying earlier that you thought your first night would be a little bit freakier? But you didn't think of the the whole marriage aspect like Brandon I need you to connect the dots I just I just truly need you to connect the dots of course they're gonna want you to like make her a quote-unquote honest woman before you're up in here sleeping in their bed and kissing and stuff like come on man right he he did this whole thing where then he says I only just kissed her do I have to marry her right away you bought a house you moved all your finances and you moved here permanently. What do you mean? Do I have to marry her right away? What did you think was going to happen? Now, obviously, I understand that, you know, that he wants to go through a bit of a trial in person to make sure everything's OK. But I would argue mm-hmm. he's committed a lot more than just, hey, I'm going to 
trial move here and see how it goes. You know, unlike a couple on this show, which we have seen do that for two months in Julio and Kirsten, where Julio goes to the Netherlands and stays there for two months to try, he straight up moved. He moved with everything that he owns. So obviously that's where it's going. But I think more so for him, it probably was, well, I want to kiss her tonight. Does that mean I have to marry her tonight? Like, is that really going to happen so quickly? Which, uh, you know, if you want to be honest with Lolo, yeah, that's going to happen quickly. So you got to make your decision. Exactly. Like at this point, you know, if you if you want what you want, put a ring on it, you know. Exactly. Just do it. And, and, And like you said, you've already all the eggs are in the basket. You're here. Let's get it done. Yeah, so then the this was everything we got in this episode. In the next episode, we did uh, hear that, first of all, they've been living together a couple of year, uh, days. So a couple of days have passed now, which is nice. But then he has mentioned he wants to be in a healthy relationship before getting married. Again, acceptable to me. I allow mm-hmm. it. But then she's like, yeah, we're going to go and, and ride tricycles. He's like, I, I don't understand. What is that? And she's like, you know, like with three wheels. Like, Oh, I guess I have to see it to understand it. How do you not know what a tricycle is? I was so confused. I was like, he doesn't know what a tricycle is. I. So where did we find him? Where where did we find him? (laughs) I feel like a tricycle is something. I mean, granted, you don't hear about them a lot. You also don't hear a lot about a unicycle, but, you know, uni, buy, try, like that alone should give you an idea of what to expect. But we we didn't see no tricycles anyway. So, yeah. And so I'm trying to like really give Brandon the benefit of the doubt here. Um, I truly am. I I don't know. It it feels a little weird. Like from his from before his introduction in the first few days, I was like, oh, he's so nice. He's a sweet kid to like this first meeting. Like nothing bad happened in this meeting between him and Mary this first day. Like nothing bad happened. But I was kind of getting, am I the only one getting like our nice guy vibes here or is it just me? Am I, am I doing it too? Am I overdoing it? Are you getting a fedora sighting is what I'm hearing. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think it's that bad. I think there's definitely some expectations from his side of like, I've done everything you wanted these last two years. So now, therefore, I should have things go my way a little bit. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But I. I think this couple, there's problems on both sides. There definitely yeah. is. And and I think there's a big problem with Mary, which we're about to tackle in a second definitely. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as much as I would say R slash nice guy, adjacent is probably where I would land. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's not the full, it's not the full blown, but it, there was there are some questionable things happening. And and then like you said, then we get to this part. I was like, oh. Okay, Mary, uh, you look mm-hmm. a little suspect yourself now. <laughs> Definitely. So let's let's talk about that because we didn't end up seeing the tricycle, but we do see that they're going to hang out with Mary's friends. These are, of course, the same three friends that we met a couple episodes ago where she unplugged the Wi-Fi router to go hang out so that mm-hmm. Brandon wouldn't know she's hanging out with friends. And uh, so we get to the meeting. They They meet up. And I don't know everyone uh, whose name is is what here of the three, um, because they never had separate Chirons. They were all under one. Uh, but these are the three friends. They're uh, Pudding, Jello, and Pong. So <laughs> here's the interesting thing that happens here, because one of them is very vocal. First of all, there's three. Okay, so the one in mm-hmm. the middle doesn't speak at all in the whole episode. It's really right. the one on the left is the very honest and and straight up telling you as it is. 
And then the one on the right is ad-libbing, you know, words of affirmation and support for the both of them, for the most mm-hmm. part. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mari, the one that, that was the most, most vocal brings up the jealousy stuff. And then, you know, Brandon's like, yeah, we don't hide secrets. Like, we're, we're you know, we're building, we're trying to do stuff well. Because when the wedding gets brought up, the other one says, listen, don't bring up the wedding. Let them build the relationship first. And, and you know, you, right. you know, Brandon wants this. Uh, mm-hmm. But then they brought up that. Yeah. So what about the fact that uh, Mary unplugged her wife out of hang out with us many times? <laughs> I gagged gooped, the gumption. I could not believe that he just like came out of his mouth like that and, and snitched on Mary. And poor Brandon was just in there like, what? And then explain Mary, Mary, every time Brandon is like talking to her grandfather, talking to her friends, she has like the folded arms, the very guarded body language. Like she has a very, very guarded body language throughout this first day. And I think that that's one of the things that like I was picking up. She's very uncomfortable through this whole first, first uh, day here and um, or or this whole first meeting or, or all of this here. And you can tell Brandon's picking up on it because he even said it like, I think I'm making her uncomfortable, but I don't want to make her uncomfortable. I At first, I was thinking this was the uncomfortableness of somebody who was just trying to get used to the person that that's here. But now I'm thinking it's the uncomfortableness of somebody who knows their lies are about to like slip out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I found this very shocking. Because if your friend has to unplug the router to come hang out with you, I would not tell their partner uh, because not at all, especially if I don't know the whole story. I would think that partner has a jealousy streak, is going to get mad, is there's going to be a fight. And I want no involvement there, regardless of how I feel about it. But he does bring it up. And Mary does get very guarded and, you know, does apologize. And, you know. I want to give Brandon a bit of grace here because he handled it incredibly in front of the friends. He did not react. He did not get angry because the truth is there is huge double standards and hypocrisy in this relationship mm-hmm. where Mary cites, I, you know, I felt alone. And, and when you're not, when you're not awake and I have nobody and we fought, I need someone to talk to. And she gives herself that opportunity to go hang out with her friends but Brandon can sit on a plane if there's a woman next to him, even though he didn't choose his seat or who's sitting next to him. That is that crosses a line for him. But for her, this is allowed. And then she says, well, these are friends I've grown up with. You would be having friends for the first time. That's different. He's like, I don't see it as different. And honestly, I don't either, because mm-hmm. to me. If you're setting up boundaries like you cannot talk to anyone uh, who is from my gender, who you may be attracted to. You can't do that. That is a blanket statement that applies to both, to everybody. Whereas it's different if you say you can't hang out with this friend or you can't hang out with that friend. He also mm-hmm. tells us that, well, Mary doesn't let me hang out with guys because guys have sisters and, and you yeah. know, girlfriends and mothers. I was like, okay. Oh my God, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like if I'm Brandon, I'm losing it here because this is like, you have policed me to a point where I can't even hang out with my mother and, and sister, but you can hang out with your friends and then cite this as a reason. Yeah. And lie to him about it. I think that's yeah. one of the biggest thing. Lying to him saying it's blackouts instead of being like, Hey, I, I want to go hang out with my friends. That's where she really loses me about like him not even having like, 
guy friends because I I kind of get the the argument about friends before a relationship versus friends after a relationship. I've had a compromise in that area before. Mm-hmm. Like I think friends before a relationship are like like fine, like completely like to tell somebody they can't hang out with friends that they have prior to your relationship is a red flag. You know what I'm saying? Friends after a relationship I can see like if I make a friend who is a male and my my significant other has a problem with it, mm-hmm. I might I would consider not being that male's friend because I don't know. I, you know, I that's a new friendship. And if if it's making my significant other uncomfortable, I would I would take his feelings into consideration. But that's because I have plenty of friends. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a lot of friends. Right. So uh, because I have a lot of friends. Do I necessarily need another one if it's if it's causing a rift in my relationship? No, I don't. Now, Brandon ha- apparently has no friends and Mary <laughs> wants to keep it that way. So that's where I'm like, that's not fair to him because you say you need time to decompress and talk to other people, um, but you're not giving him that same grace. And to the, st- to the step of not even just please don't have female friends, new female friends, it's don't have new male friends because they have sisters like that is just too much that is not cool like you can't do that and like you said the double standard is wild because if she had found out he was doing anything remotely like that I'm pretty sure she would be angry and just kudos to Brandon for handling that situation I think pretty well and pretty decently um, for finding out something so big and so shocking right there in front of her her other friends yeah, and like that's a good argument to make um, about the having friends pre a relationship versus post. Um, and I think that's a very fair place to go. Uh, ultimately, I think the biggest thing for me is that he just straight up can't even see his own family because to her. Yes, I didn't know that part. Right. Because I mean, the whole thing with the with the FaceTime and hanging out with the family mm-hmm. and then they were like so against them being together because he oh, can't yeah. he can't see anybody. So for me, the fact that he just straight up couldn't see anyone from past, present or future, whereas she can has this little bit of a allowance because these are my friends from before. It's like, well, why can't he have his family? He's known them before, right? That was the argument that his mom and his sister had with him in like the first episode or something like that, right? Like a few, the first episode. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just so not cool. No, I mean, the hypocrisy is real. And then obviously what I've noticed with Mary is when anytime things get a little rough, she tears up very quickly, which I'm not ready to say is a manipulation tactic by any means. It could just be a feeling of overwhelmed. And especially when you're a big lie that you've been hiding gets revealed two, three days into YouTube being in person. I can understand why that could be a, uh, you know, a, a very hard conversation to have, especially in front of your friends. So. I don't think it's a manipulation tactic, but I think when it happens very clearly, Brandon immediately just drops everything and goes to her aid, which is very nice, um, mm-hmm. you know, because he's clearly he cares about her. And I think that's very evident to me. But what I think we're learning is that ultimately he is also having a tough time with overcoming the hypocrisy in the relationship. And I think that conversation is going to come soon, as soon as next week, even by the looks of it. Yeah. I, oh, oh, yeah. I, I can't wait uh, to see what happens next week to see how she's going to try and like flip this on him. But yeah, I, I think if they can just focus on that, he is there now. 
like they have to share this life. Her friends seem really cool. They all look very young. Oh my god, they look so young. Um, like they could they could have a really good life together where they're at. I just think maybe they both have some growing up to do, like together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I am still rooting for them. You know, I am still rooting for them because I I I really do think they're very evenly matched. And I, I really think they can make it work. It's just like some little small stuff that's kind of getting in the way that they really need to just hash out. Yeah, I think so as well. I really do in the, um, and then, uh, what's it called? So then he makes a pinky promise with one of the friends that they're going to work on their jealousy. And I do trust that he wants to work on the jealousy, but I do also think that they're going to have a lot of issues getting there to fix this jealousy. Um, he the next time on what we do see is that this conversation comes to a head a little bit because i don't know where they are exactly but mary says you know i told you don't look at any girls uh so don't look at any girls that are walking by here and then when he confronts her with the conversation she we see the episode end with her saying i can't breathe in a bit of a hyperventilation moment yeah yeah um she gets clearly very worked up mm-hmm. and like you said hopefully it's it's not a manipulation tactic hopefully it's just you know she's overwhelmed so, and they so. just need to learn learn each other yeah you know? yeah that's the that's the hope but we'll get more of that and confirmation of that next week thankfully so we'll be back to talk about that then for now let's take a quick break and then when we get back we'll talk about a couple that we have been familiar with for a little bit of time here and that's danielle and johan It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So Danielle and Johan. Uh, two episodes, I have barely any notes. They were not really there. Yeah. And I think the biggest reason why, Mari, is that unlike mm. some of the other seasons of their presence on the show, uh, they don't seem to be having any issues. Everything's good. Energy's positive. This doesn't feel like the couple we've seen, you know, be in and beef every episode, every second, every day. Yeah, yeah. This their segments are actually kind of fun. Her friends are so fun and so good energy. Funny. Yeah, such good energy. I love them. It was it was so fun. I I liked it. I think um, Danielle and Johan are the therapy sessions working? Ooh, or is it working out? I love that. I love that for them. Same. I think it's working out. I think they're in a very good space together, which is lovely to see. And to me. The big issue that could come up in the future is obviously this whole having a child thing that they've talked about before and is still coming up now. But and, and, it, and it has to do with the timetable of it all. Like, you know, she, Danielle mentions that she has the energy to have two kids like at the moment, but maybe not in two years. Where, and, and obviously, Johan wants to have children, but also Johan has been a little bit more hesitant to look at other um, methods of conception aside from the natural one and she tells us that you know johan thinks the best way to have kids is to have sex every day um and then you know he has said like you know god is the one who will deliver a baby and obviously we have seen that when they had gone to the doctor we got the flashback in this episode as well where uh she was told there's about a five percent success rate with with you specifically on on the chances of you having a child through sex yeah, through natural means. I mean, also, it's kind of like she should be like tracking, like doing like ovulation tracking and stuff like that. So if she if she's doing ovulation tracking, then there's there's a, a window that, you know, that like sex every day could help. But like you said, the doctor said be, because of, you know, um, basically how it sounded like how she doesn't have too many eggs left or whatnot, um, that it it's very it's not a good chance that it'll work like that so you know it's unfortunate when you when you have to hear when when couples have to hear that they have mm-hmm. to do the in vitro way um ex- just because money like this is this is so much money this is this whole episode these whole two episodes told me how much like that the egg donor process and vitro process costs and i could not imagine like having to to spend that much money but if it's for something you really want you'll do it and you'll make it happen um so i do i, I feel for danielle and johan johan here um you know i th- i agree i agree um and i think ultimately unlike what we've seen in the past i think johan is coming around to you know going to the doctor and seeing what the doctor would recommend, which is nice. Mm-hmm. He has more of an open mind than he did last time we had seen them talk about all this. So now we do see that they're going to go visit his family. They're doing a bit of a, 
bit of a barbecue, bit of a picnic, bit of a cookout type situation outside by this. I want to say river, but it's a body of water. So it might not be a whole mm-hmm. river. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, if I didn't hear that. But then Danielle on the on the road to the to the outing says that <laughs> she needs to have a bacteria test of the water before she goes in because mm-hmm. it's to protect her flora and her fauna. And I was like, yeah. I don't need to know what this is to know what this is. Like, I already know yes. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I did not know this was going to be an issue. But yeah, my my parts are sensitive. So, no, I'm not going to get in the water. I thought this might be an issue. Like, I thought this might be a fight because then Johan does say that this means a lot to him and he hopes that she, mm-hmm. you know, does it. Ultimately, we didn't even see it get brought up at all. And uh, the outing looked fine. It looked fun. <laughs> it looked so fun. His family looked so fun and warm and inviting. Like her friends said, they were so warm and inviting. And this was like, this was just so cute to see. Like, I love seeing them when they're happy. When they're happy. <laughs> when they're happy, it's fine. It's great. I'm I'm very okay with what I'm seeing. And uh that's it did remind me of, you know, any family outings like this. I haven't had one of these in a long time. And it's because yeah, I don't live yeah. close to my family anymore. But anytime I see moments like this, I'm like, yeah, those those times are fun. It's a good time to be hanging out at a park or you know, just an outing where there's food on the grill, everyone's laughing, uh, people are in the water, there's cards yeah. out. It's a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to go to a family re- reunion at the end of the summer, and I cannot wait. I can't wait. Oh, this is the type of fun I want. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Now, did they get a next time on? The answer is no. They no. did not get a next time on. So we'll mm-hmm. not see them next week. And honestly, that's fine. If they're if they're not providing drama and they're happy, yeah, keep them, you know, keep them happy. Well, we don't need to see it on the show uh, mm-hmm. necessarily, especially when we have a couple here who are our beacon of positivity. And that's Kenny and Armando, who we're going to talk about next. We don't need two of those in one season. Now, Kenny and Armando are next. And their storyline, it's been drama-free, except for specifically with his mom. And we do Mm -hmm. see more one-on-one time with his mom. Now, the big thing I want to point out is that we didn't see them in episode five. So we only got them in episode six. And in the uh, episode six, we start off with Armando and his mom outside having a one-on-one at in a public place and it's because armando lets us know that he held back some of his thoughts the night before because hannah was present which scally and i talked about how tough that conversation would have been for hannah to hear sounds like it was gonna get it was it could have been worse and armando held back so they have their conversation here and armando basically highlights to his mom you know you're telling me how hard it was for you that year Think of how hard it was for me. I lost my my wife and I came out and, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with rejection from the family and all of this was very tough for me. And he gets very real with his mother. He says, you know, there were times that I thought I don't want to be alive anymore. And I actually thought about that. And mm-hmm. I hated myself for and he tells us in confession that, you know, there was this hate of not feeling being able to be normal or be accepted. And that was dealing that was that had him dealing with a lot of things. And ultimately he didn't want to cause any pain for Hannah or his mom. And this ultimately culminates in his mom, not only apologizing, reaffirming her love for him, but an embrace. And I was very happy to see that his mom not only understood, but also apologized to him. I thought that was key for Armando here. Yeah, like Armando's mom, to see her evolution over the, what, at least three seasons we've gotten of them um, has been very, like, it's been very heartwarming because, like, people have to remember that um, 
when you're when you have when you have kids, like motherhood is the ultimate gamble. Motherhood, parenthood is the ultimate gamble. Like when you are taking on that responsibility to be a mother, to be a parent, like you are gambling that your child could anything could happen with your child. So it's one of those the most rewarding gambles and risks to take. Some people have prejudice that can come between them and their ch- their children. But Armando's mom has proven that some people can get over that, that, you know, prejudice and ideology. And, you know, sometimes it's not as quick as you might want it. You know, sometimes, you, you know, you, you want to say, hey, mom, I, you come out to your, your parents and then they they're not as quick on the uptake. But you have to give kudos to, to people who, who try. And Armando's mom has has truly been like a beacon of light for him. She's become understanding. She now accepts him. And this is just how some people are, some people are going to react. And I think Mm -hmm. we have to celebrate that in itself because we all wish that every parent could just unconditionally love their kid. Unfortunately, that's not the real world and F you to those parents. But there are parents like this who realize none of that matters. None of that matters. I just love my kid. And she is now one of those. And you could see it in her heart, in her eyes and in her tears when she was just even thinking about him possibly, you know, taking his life because of how, how unhappy he was. And she's just so grateful that he's still there and she is she is accepting him. So, I mean, we, we have to be able to say, say, like, we see you. Thank you. Even to the people who might not have been as quick on the uptake. Absolutely. And it was it's been incredible because. Not only did she have the the night, literally the night before her energy was, how could you do this to me? You're moving again. You're hurting me. Mm -hmm. She changed it to, I see you. I support you. I love you. I'm sorry for the, the, the problems I caused. And also if you truly think this is the best move for Kenny and for Hannah's future, then I a hundred percent support it. And that I think took a load off of Armando's shoulders. Cause I think that was one of the, big barriers to Armando even considering moving to Mexico City. And now mm-hmm. that that's been sorted, we end up going to the next thing that was a big deal for Armando for this trip. And that was going to this clinic to talk about, you know, a surrogacy clinic to talk about having a child together, because that's one of the big things Armando has wanted is to have a child with Kenny uh, together and grow their family. So they have agreed to go to this uh, clinic. That was one of the main things that that Armando wanted that, you know, was key to them considering this move. So now they go mm-hmm. to the clinic. OK, so they go to the clinic. Everything smooth. The, the, you know, they, they ask about the process. Are all the surrogates from Mexico? Yes. Uh, but the egg donors are global. We get egg donors from all over. And then they ask for the cost. The cost is seventy two thousand dollars. Be- I'm assuming we're talking American dollars here. So $72,000. I think the conversion there was $72,000. And then they seem fine. They're like, all right, we'll mull it over. We'll think about it. So they go to a cafe to talk about it, Mari. And this is where we get the next deeper conversation. It was a very deep conversation uh, episode for Kenny and Armando, specifically Armando. Mm -hmm. Because Armando wants to go through with it and asks Kenny what his feelings are. And Kenny says that this is a life-changing decision. And he tears up and says he feels like he might be too old for it. And he explained this to us in confessional where in his mind, he is 60. By the time he's 66, kid is in kindergarten. 
by the time he's, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but like 70 mm-hmm. something graduated, 80 something, maybe until the first grandchild. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was like it, it, doing that math for him made it, made him realize that I'm going to be very old to get to all those places. And then he tells Armando, I feel like I'm too old for it. Armando asked the best question you can too old. Like you can't do it or too old. Like you don't want to do it. And I think this is a very interesting conversation because for mm-hmm. Kenny, I don't think he wants to, he wants to see the entire journey of, of his child, right? He wants to see mm-hmm. the first steps, kindergarten, graduating high school, uh, relationship, getting married, having a grandchild. He wants to be there for all of it. And he doesn't want to be in a position where he ends up leaving. And by that, I mean like passing away while the child is growing. And I don't yeah. think Armando fully grasped that. And to me, right. this is a very key thing, Armando, of like, this is one of the things of when you marry someone who's double your age, this is something mm-hmm. that they might not be willing to go forward with because Kenny keeps like, you know, Kenny keeps saying that he's fine with adopting a, a, an older child. Um, right. He's very okay with that. You know, skip a couple of years there. He's okay with that. But Armando really wants the child to be from a both baby. of them. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Like, so children are a constant reminder of your mortality. Like, mm-hmm. if there's anything that's like a mortality ticketing clock, it is having a child or having a grandchild. Like, I think these are real reservations that Kenny has. It's reservations that a lot of people have once they get to a certain age. And I don't think it's unreasonable. Like, to reasonably bring a child into the world knowing you're getting up there in age you have to be okay with being like okay I am okay with bringing this child into the world and I accept to myself that I might not get it be able to see their full entire lives like and that is a very hard conversation to kind of sit with within yourself you know what I'm saying and I I honestly don't understand why they can't do the adoption other than they said like um when they went to the adoption the um center that it might take a longer way for you. Yeah. Which is true. Again, as somebody who comes from a family who adopted, it did take us several years to like finalize the adoption and stuff like that. But within that those years, you're still spending time with the child you're still like they're still a part of your family it's just you're kind of just waiting for all the red tape to clear you know what i'm saying um so i i really i don't want to be like armando you're being unreasonable because this is not like armando just brought this up like armando did have a point too like he's been talking about a baby since we met the two of them mm-hmm. and it, that which has been years um and I so it's kind of hard because they both can't see from out of their own perspectives. You know what I'm saying? Like Armando is like, hey, we've been talking about I've told you when we were settling down that I wanted the baby. And you said that you think about it. Meanwhile, Kenny's like, I'm having a hard time dealing with my own mortality right now to think about a baby. And it's just frustrating because I, I feel like they could, there, there has to be a compromise somewhere. I don't understand why Armando wants like a baby, baby, baby. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know when there's so many kids that they could give like a good life to via adoption, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's each, they're both positions and they can, they, they can have it, you know, they, they have the right to their own positions. 
I just think it's going to take time. Like Kenny said, I'm not saying no right now. We need to talk about like to to try and have this big old talk 10 minutes after you you find out that it costs $72,000. Again, also, I'm like, where are y'all getting this money um, to do this in vitro and stuff like that? And move to Mexico City. Exactly. Like this, this is a very, very big conversation to have. And I don't know if Armando should have pressed right then and there. But I, I don't know. I feel I feel bad for them. But if anybody can weather through this type of storm, it's these and two. Know what they can do is those two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the um, this is clearly a conversation that needs to be longer than get decided at the coffee house. Like there was no way right. you were going to get this answer of yes or no right here, right now. And just the fact that Kenny is still undecided means that he's not fully out on the idea he's actively mm-hmm. considering it and you know that he's considering it for you so to me when kenny said i don't have an answer today can you please respect that and right. armando chooses hears it as so you're saying i'm disrespecting you and then storms off mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. come on armando like kenny did not mean that you were being disrespectful he's just mm-hmm. saying please give me the time and the space to really think about this because this is a real thing that i'm considering and if we do it primarily it's i'm doing it because i want to do right by you and i want to give you what you want mm-hmm. so we'll see where they go from here uh in the yeah. next time on we just see more of the conversation from post clinic so we'll get a little bit more clarity of where they stand from there mm-hmm. and i wonder how much of this for kenny is like also you know he had to give up time with his his grandchild and his family to come and be with armando and, you know, would having another small child feel like a betrayal of his kids? I feel like that's what he had he had said in one of the earlier seasons. Yeah, he did well. definitely come up before where he would feel like yeah. by having a child with Armando here, he's essentially saying, all right, you, this this is done now. I have a new family and I don't think he mm-hmm. wants his family to feel that way either. And I think he would also feel that way a little bit or at least he did. I don't know if he still feels that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. And but also like on a semi lighter note from um, yours and Jason's conversation, um, there are a lot of serial killers do come from the suburbs. So, uh, you know, if we're if we're debating if the suburbs are safer <laughs> versus the cities. The, I mean, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have to have you've been having a really good through line for your guests so uh <laughs> i had i just had to address that you guys you guys are were pretty spot on <laughs> yeah no, this is definitely true and, and you know that's where armando's worries come in so we'll see yeah. how everything plays out because i don't think it's still confirmed that mexico city is happening it felt like it was a right. step in the right direction but then this is the next thing they need to tackle before they get to that decision which will follow on for next week And now, Mm -hmm. Mari, we talked a little offline before we hopped in when figuring out the order. And we said, all right, the last three we're going to probably be a little frustrated with. And that starts and now because we're going to talk about (laughs) Julio and Kirsten. And my God, first of all, two episodes Mm -hmm. worth of content, but not a lot of content, but Mm -hmm. still very frustrating for both of us to talk about here. So last we had seen them, we had that Halloween party where Vincent asked one question, Julio ran with it and essentially said, yeah, what about if we just lived in separate places when I moved there for a little bit? How about we do that? And Kirsten was like, well, that's not what we agreed upon. That's a weird thing to say. Um, 
And, and, you know, Kirsten understandably has a lot of reservations now moving forward with the relationship. Cause in this trip, she has met his family for the first time that he had not told his family about her at all. And also he brought up wanting to live separate and she doesn't understand why that's happening. Julio tries to argue, well, Vincent's the one that brought it up. So she's like, no, 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 no. Vincent didn't bring it up. You're the one who ran with it. And then he does say, well, I take it back. I, 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 I rescind my proposal for us to live separately, which I thought was a step in the right direction. But then Mari, they go to a diner. Mm -hmm. And this is where the problems begin (laughs) again. Honestly, this whole, their whole segment were just like BFFR, like be fucking for real dog. Like Julio was never about this. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Like you are just making up the smallest excuses. You go to a diner, you have some hash browns with breakfast and all of a sudden you can't leave the United States because you need some food. Like, sir, sir, when, when Amsterdam is right there, I've never been there, but I heard the food is busted. So I don't understand what he no i do understand i'm sorry i'm acting like i don't understand he was not about it like julio we should have known julio was not about it when he didn't tell his family that they have been dating for a year a when year, now that he, a year. <laughs> i would I, if i was cursing i would be so mad like the, hell it's the, longer than a year mari i think it's two years the predicament that he put her through like he literally had her come to his 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 uh country put her in the most weirdest predicament she's reacting to all of these new things that she's she's finding out just for him to be like i don't like i don't really like the way that you're reacting and maybe we should second guess what us moving together it's like it the gas isn't fully lit but it, it it's getting there it's lighting it's yeah. lighting <laughs> yeah yeah I, here's the thing right as someone who moved, has moved twice in his life, uh, once across continents to go to university in Canada, all the way from Dubai, and once from Canada to here, the United States, food has been on the top of my list of stuff that I will miss um, and still do miss. But let's be honest, Mari, if this was a food issue, he's not sitting at a barbecue place. He's not sitting there eating ribs. <laughs> this is eggs and hash browns. Like you can, <laughs> you can learn how to make this. This is not Very that tough. This, yeah. Yeah, this isn't like a, Oh, you need like a whole setup. No, you need a pan, potatoes and eggs. And that is it. And the prep work. That is it. Don't act like this is the changer. So yeah, to me, I thought this was stupid. Um, you know, he does ask her, what is the thing that you're going to, you know, you, you like the most? And she said, well, I didn't expect the pizza to be so good. He's like, oh, I'm going to miss the pizza 100%. Number one, I'm missing the pizza the most. And she's like, well, we can just take the train to Italy for pizza. It's right there. And he's oh, like, my oh, it's not the same. And I'm like, sir, it's it originated <laughs> in Italy. It's better. Like, are you joking me? It's better. Get this. And, and listen, this is the thing. I have friends who are from New York uh, at Brian Scali, and mm-hmm. they'll tell you everything's better in New York. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's food stuff ain't good there. I agree. But it is not the, oh, my God, you can't have it anywhere else for me at all. When she said you could jump on a train to go to Italy, I was like, my dream. Like, I would love to just jump on just a train. go to another to country to willy nilly to have a pizza. That is incredible. I love that. That sounds so fun. Yeah. And I just, I just... Julio and I love that I love that she calls it like she has to say Julio because that's like how she pronounces you know well that's how he I likes it she, <laughs> I, I love I love his name um but like Kirsten is so 
uh, Kirsten is so level headed. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really like her. And the more I see of her, I'm like, why are you with this man? Because he clearly is not about that life. Like I, he, for somebody who said he likes to travel all, all the place and they, they met and he spent two months in the Netherlands. I, this is why I was like, maybe y'all were destined for before the 90 days again, instead of the other way, because right. <laughs> he's clearly having second thoughts about moving and I just don't think it's fair that he's not owning up to that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's not owning up to his reservation. Right. Because here's my my predicament with all this. Up until this trip, up until Kirsten gets to the United States, I felt like, oh, this is a very level headed and calculating couple. They literally mm-hmm. met up together, you know in you know in netherlands and then also he went there for two months and they trialed the relationship living together because that's you know where you really learn if you are compatible to live together they did all that i'm like okay you know we 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 shit on so many of these couples for being underprepared (laughs) and lack communication they seem to have done the most mature way all until we get to the point where okay he hasn't told his parent his mom about her and that he's moving and i thought you know it's a scary conversation to have that's fine he's still gonna go through with the move so you don't know i don't care it's fine it's completely fine only to find out that not only had he not told her because he was scared about how her reaction would be but also because the minute she showed a little bit of like i don't know he switched up so quick she said, I don't know about you moving. He's like, oh my God. Okay, maybe I don't move. Maybe we do it this. Maybe we do trial. Maybe we do it where we travel back and forth and we're here a couple months out of the year. And I was just like, this is such a quick switch up because Kirsten and you have been planning this whole life together. And you don't think she's going to find it weird that you've suddenly got to had a change of heart? Like, this is so clearly not okay. And, and it's not okay for you to behave this way. And I'm just getting frustrated hearing all this because. It took what? Two years of planning. It took three weeks of being together in New York for you to switch up like this. Makes no sense yeah. to me. Yeah, it's well, it's the family aspect of it. If he knew his mother and his family would have such a big impact on the decision, he should have included him, included them in this sooner. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but he was clearly too afraid, you know? And I don't, I just truly don't like that he's not pushing back on his family or or not defending the decision and is now waffling and again i even hate more that because uh kirsten is like this is weird and they're having fights that now he's like well we're fighting now so now i'm gonna blame the fights as to maybe why we shouldn't move in together but it's like you're fighting because of the things that you did (laughs) right (laughs) and she has the right to be upset because you're switching up on her like i would be so frustrated if i was Kirsten, which she is i'd be fuming like Like, way more like you're literally telling me that i've pretty much prepared my life for the last two years for the last let's say even five months that we're living together we're moving in together and 
you gave me that energy all the way until I got to the States. It took one conversation with your mom to back out of it. And mm-hmm. I'm not the villain here. And I seem like the villain because you you hid me from your family. Now I'm the evil European woman who's stealing you from America mm-hmm. and taking. No, you wanted to do all this. You wanted to. And now I'm the one who's who's uh, the problem. Your friends suggesting that we live separately. And my love with you is not strong enough to keep you away from from hash browns hash browns mari <laughs> we're not talking ribs we're not talking you know a, a split and we're not talking barbecue yeah. we're not talking anything yeah. this is it's not like this isn't jambalaya this is this is hash browns <laughs> this is stupid i can't uh, yeah yeah it, it's I, i'm my mind is just blown i've never yeah. seen like a relationship like hit the toilet so quickly it's unbelievable it's unbelievable to me and so then let's let's you know let's move on because he also then talks about how because she calls him she's like well now you're suddenly complaining about the food he's like no no i think we could just come here a little bit you know a couple months at a time to experience it to experience the the life here it's like well you've experienced it plenty you are the one who wanted mm-hmm. to leave you can still do visits right you can how many couples live abroad and then they do one or two trips a year back to their home country to see family, friends, you know, celebrate holidays together. So you can still right. do that. But the way he's implying it is, yeah, we'll, we'll split our time six months here, six months there. No, because, you know, no. I'm a, Kirsten has a job and a life that she's doing. Mm-hmm. You, you do as well. You can maybe I'm sure she'll be like, yeah, a month go away. That's fine. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, add this clause out of nowhere is is ridiculous and all of it has to do with the fact that he doesn't want to face the music he doesn't want to firmly tell right. his family i love kirsten i want to move in with kirsten i still love you all i'll still visit but this is what i want to do it's right for me it's this sudden switch up of well actually i was kind of thinking about it i wasn't gonna do it mom i was like no you were you were don't try and rechange the narrative and then they end up going the next scene is from the next episode Kirsten's leaving. They're on their way to the airport. And, you know, Julio keeps pushing it a little bit to me because she brings up, mm-hmm. well, you know, we got to find a place. We got to look at stuff. He's like, well, I can't really do it. Well, you can through FaceTime. And this becomes an argument. And then they get to the airport and Kirsten says she's leaving while still having hope for the relationship. And even though uh, Julio was acting like a jerk during this trip, she still believes that they can work something out, that it can be fine. Yeah, and Kirsten keeps saying, like, their plan was once she gets back, it's like three months, and then he's moving. She, so she says, I'll see you in three months. Like, she says three months, at le- like, at least four times here. And each time he's like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, three months for sure. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, sir. This sir. ain't happening, is it? You're gonna find reasons. It's especially easier, Mari, for him to find reasons to to not do the move now that he, they're going to be separated too. Yep, so. exactly. He's he's waiting for her to get on that plane to send that text like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore, which I'm like... Are we, are we rushing into this? Is it too soon? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have I had enough Grand Slams at Denny's yet in my life? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the Denny's. It's like, I, but I haven't been to IHOP in the city yet. I need to try it. Oh my god! Giving up your whole life for some pancakes for some eggs? <laughs> Come on, please. 
Oh God. Mm. It's literally one of those where, uh, you know, it feels like I'm harping on it, but yeah. When, well, you know, the joke of like, we have eggs at home. We literally have eggs at home. We literally probably have fresher, more organic, yeah, <laughs> non GMO hormonal, whatever. Like the Netherlands, don't they got like universal healthcare over there? Oh my God. They got eggs. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's Absolutely Humbling. ridiculous. Um, did they get a next time on? And the answer for that is uh, no. They, uh, yes, sorry, well, they did. They, they did. did. They did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I read the wrong person's name. Um, she talks to her friend about how the trip went and how his mom was not really receptive of the move. And she mm-hmm. suggests potentially hitting him with an ultimatum of either you move or we're done. And Kirsten, bravo. That's 100% what you got to do. You got to hit him with an ultimatum because clearly he's in between a rock and a hard place, but you have been a lot more willing to work with him and compromise with him. Whereas he's too afraid to even talk to his family about it. So he's just taking advantage of your kindness, hit him with the ultimatum. I want to see him sweat. Yeah. And I think then we get like, uh, like a shot where it says Julio, Julio's mom doesn't want him to leave home or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Like was that her saying it or her saying it to the friend, I believe. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cause I wasn't sure if, if he was saying anyways i think it's just an excuse no matter how you you put it i think he's using that as an excuse oh he's hard leaning on it i think we just saw a mother and son interaction in the previous segment where armando's mom ends up saying i love you i support you no matter what i think if he had a heart to heart with his mom I think she would say the same thing. I really do. I think this evasive nature, withholding the relationship for a couple of years, making it seem like it's a sketchy thing. I think that doesn't help it. And I think him not being forward and honest also doesn't help it either. Mm -hmm. I agree. You just can't spring somebody on, on your family. Like it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you can, if it doesn't also involve moving and not seeing your family who you see every day, permanently um i think if if you know if you're dating someone for like six months but you've not really introduced them to your family and you're like hey i've been dating someone for five months i want you to meet them you're like okay so they've been together five months could be a little serious mom didn't know how long they were together mom had only learned about him three weeks before she arrived and also didn't know how long the relationship was so you compound that with the fact that they're moving yeah it's just bad it's just bad it's dumb but it's julio so i guess we are not surprised but now, Mari, let's save some of our outrage because we got two more couples to go through. <laughs> Next is Wayne and Holly. We saw one segment from episode six. We didn't see them episode five. And this all came from uh, what they are calling, and by they, I mean nobody, prostitute gate, where mm. Wayne and Holly is, you know, shopping for some new clothes, a little more modest, perhaps. And this is where Wayne lets out that you know, you could look like you're single or a prostitute and and that's the male gaze. And that caused Holly to get emotional because, you know, my partner just said I look like a prostitute. And, and you yeah. know, he tried to apologize like that just because you said no. But I thought I said others would see you that way. That's not good enough. Now, do you want to set us up for, for where we're at here, Mari? Yeah. So, I, I mean, Wayne was kind of trying to like comfort her, comfort her. Well, he was. He was comforting her. But honestly, she didn't really need to be crying in the first place uh, because he didn't need to call her a prostitute in the first place. Uh, but he, he's comforting her. And he, he does say in like a confessional, like he really did not mean to make her cry. He does feel bad about that. So uh, 
his thought process is, well, let's go do a self-defense class <laughs> and and he's going to uh, <laughs> teach her self-defense. And I was like, OK, sure. Why okay. not? That's listen, heart in a good place. Right. Well, you know, I've said it's not safe here. So let's get a self-defense class and maybe teach you some of the basics so that, you know, in case anything happens, you've got that covered. So then she goes through this through this class. He's not participating. She's just participating with an instructor. I will say she killed it. Um, none of that maneuvering looked easy to me. First time try looked good. But right. why would you take Holly to a self-defense class for her to do all that? And then to be like, well, I feel like when people are breaking in, there's like three or four people. I just don't think this is good enough. Like, right. what are we doing here? It's class one. What is he trying to do? Is he trying to scare her? Because if I'm yeah. like learning like maneuvers, I'm like, oh, I feel good. She's like, she felt so good. She's like, yeah, I feel like I feel better protected. I feel like I can really do this. And he's like, but what if there's like five guys with a gun? Like, then you really can't do anything. I'm like, what? Like, why are we trying yeah. to? Are you trying to make her leave South Africa? Yeah, wh- like, I did- don't know the thought process here. What did he think the class was going to be? All right. Lesson one. Welcome to Self-Defense 101. In this class, we're going to teach you how to fight like Jackie Chan did in that one scene in Rush Hour 2. Fighting seven, eight people at once. No, that is not how that goes. And also... Mm-hmm. You know that you've you've may mentioned that you've been broken into several times. They've literally killed your dog once. Oh, so wow. that's already a lot on the mind to then say that this class is not enough. Okay. So then later when Holly starts looking at other places for them to move, he's acting shocked that this is happening. Sir, <laughs> you just made it seem like this this self-defense class wasn't enough. Of course she's going to try and find a safer place to be when you've broken you've been broken into like three times. Of course. Uh, right. I do I don't know what his play is here. I I feel like it's like I'm going to scare her so much that all she wants to do is stay in the house. Yes, then I also, think that's what it is, but that's where the break-ins happen. So <laughs> Exactly. Like that's where the break-ins are. Why would I want to stay in the house with the break-ins? Like it just doesn't make sense. But also, can I just say though, also Holly's obsession with jogging at night is really weird though. <laughs> <laughs> you can why why at night? It's more it's better to get some sun in during the day. Like just on a on a like that level. She's like, I like to jog at night near graveyards. Like, girl, what? You shouldn't be doing that here either. Like, I'm so confused. It's like, is this the hill you want to die on? The night jogging? (laughs) I mean. There's so many things, to choices to to go for. I don't know if this is the one I would pick, right? I feel like this is not the one for me specifically. But I guess Holly's like, yeah, I want to. I want to jog at nighttime. That's what I want. So. Uh, that is a thing I'm into. But then also that is a good conversation because, Mari, we learn a little bit more about what Wayne thinks. Right. And in Wayne's mind, yeah, you're going to kind of stay at home for six months to a year until you get assimilated with life here. And then mm-hmm. and I'm quoting this audacity from the man himself. Mm-hmm. And then I'll let you out of the cage. The cage. Yeah, the cage. Um, Sir, sir. You know, huh? 
Wayne, what? Wayne, you know how some people use bigger words and analogies and like, you know, different language to to say something little simple in a more complex and thoughtful manner. That is not for you, sir. You are not mm. qualified to do this. Just say words. I feel like if you don't dress modestly, I feel like there's the, the people are going to look at you and that's going to make me uncomfortable. Say that over. Uh, people might think you're a prostitute in this instance. Yeah. After six months of a year, I'll let you out of the cage. Uh, no. How about. Once you're assimilated, then I think you can start going out this, doing this, that, whatever. But at the beginning, it might be a little tough. And for me, say for you, because it's for you. Don't make it seem like it's for her mm-hmm. benefit, because you keep making mm-hmm. it seem like it's for her benefit and it's all for you. Exactly. It's it's so weird. Like, I truly I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. I. Same. And I don't, I don't want to like generalize South Africa, but this is, this is the second couple we've had that ha, that had uh, like went to South Africa. I remember the one lady with her son moved to South Africa to be with her, her, um, her guy, and yeah, it was that uh, same Ronald type of and guy. um, oh, what's her name? I forget. Tiffany and Ronald. Was, Tiffany and Ronald. Yeah, that same kind of like safety aspect being involved and stuff like that but then also the man not being upfront about his financials i'm like uh, well that's the thing is that i i don't think these are stereotypes of the country i think this is the the casting getting us someone who's in a very similar boat similarly to when the couples were getting that are half america half india it's always to do with the Oh, but my family's not going to approve of our marriage, but I'll hide you and then maybe tell them. Right. We had that for two years straight. And now we have a different couple in TJ and Kimberly who don't quite have that same problem. But typically they keep doing this to us where it's like a very similar story yet again. Um, Mm -hmm. What's interesting with Holly and Wayne, though, is that Holly's clearly not going to end up agreeing with the stuff that Wayne wants. He's keeping his expectations from her for now. And then Mm -hmm. also he's keeping his financials. Uh, away from her and he's getting defensive when she says you know uh, potentially we can look at a different place like no i don't really want that she's like well why oh the money might be tough well maybe you know i should know about the money stuff and he's like well maybe you should have checked that before you got married it's full defensive because he doesn't mari he doesn't want her to know he doesn't want her to know the financials because he's fumbled it so hard he tells us that before she got here, he lost one of his biggest contracts that would give him eight to nine jobs that he no longer has access to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, sir, like, I can't believe he fixed his mouth to say that. And she didn't say anything to him. I just. How is she supposed to f- find that out if you're not telling her you're clearly keeping things from her? You're. And he keeps saying very red flag things like, you know, after we get married, you know, we'll change that up. Like talking about her dress and stuff like that. Like I'm. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to say anything anymore for now. Once we get married, I'll start voice. I was like, say you're you're trying to like trap her in a marriage. Like it feels that Mm -hmm. way, at least. Also, again, I feel like instead of telling the truth, he ends up using these examples that are just not helping when she says mm-hmm. you know i was thinking of a gated community i was looking at some places he's like yeah well that doesn't help because i had a friend who got shot in the neck through the gate um and and <laughs> i was like okay uh 
So you're saying the more safer option is still not safe, but you are not in the safer option. So that means it's more not safe. Uh, how in what world do you think Holly's going to feel comfortable living here when all you're doing is making it seem like this is a horrible place to be? Right. Like you are, it's going from worse to worse. You're making her scared. Like yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. Like, what are you doing? If I am Holly, but at this point, if you're saying, oh, they're even getting shot in the neck in the gated communities, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go back to America because you're making me feel like no place is safe here. Right. If you want someone to be an advocate for tourism in your country, do not get Wayne to be the representative for South Africa because my God, this guy mm-hmm. is not his own soon to be wife is is getting this advertisement of of where there could be living potentially. So not good. Um, that's pretty much all we saw from them on this episode. We you see them in the next time on where oh. the truth comes out, Mari. Um, oh dun, dun, my dun. Wayne is a crypto bro. <laughs> Who spent all of their honeymoon money on crypto? I he put forty k in crypto, and the oh. minute I heard this, I was like, "Oh, you lost a lot of money because crypto did not stay up like that." <laughs> um, oh my yeah, god! Holly's naturally very upset about this, and oh. they're gonna be fighting over this. I'm ready to take Holly's side without even having heard Wayne's whole story. Wayne's giving me no reason to back him in this relationship. I could, I would be so livid if you mm-hmm. said that you took 40,000 real monies and invested it in fake monies. Without and now all of our monies it. is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Without talking about, I, just, I, I'm mad right now. I'm mad. And it's not <laughs> even my $40,000. I could not, imagine again i'm getting on a plane and i'm going back to america and honestly i might be filing a small claim suit against you to get my 40k back because that is ridiculous to me that is just extra ridiculous yeah if if let me pretend i'm in their situation and we had 40k put aside for a honeymoon fund right if you took 5,000 of the 40K and was like, you know, I saw a good opportunity. I thought, let me put it in. Maybe we'll get a little bit more spending around money. I think I could let it go. I could think 5K, mm-hmm. fair enough. You, you, you know, you thought a business opportunity showed up. It didn't. But hey, we still have 35K. We're fine. Next time, just let me know. Like, let's, I don't mind. I just want to be in the know as we go through things. Fair. Mm-hmm. That's good. The whole fund, this is like you took the whole money to the casino and said, all right, I'm going to put 40K on, on black and hope for the best. And hey, mm-hmm. either we get a banging honeymoon with 80K or we get nothing. We get tears for, for honeymoon. No, that's not okay. I don't care that you're, because like, you know, obviously there's couples where the financials are separate versus financials are all in one pool. Regardless of that, communicating about that money is still absolutely important because it's going to impact both of you. Exactly. Exactly. Doing it first off, spending it on crypto, not good. Second off, spending it on crypto without telling me, worse, worse, so much worse. And that's the thing I would love to find out, which I don't think we're gonna get because it's probably not part of the show. But I would love to know how much, how much, how informed Wayne is on the crypto scene. Like, has he been there? Has he been researching? Or is this a, oh, I saw a bunch of people buy Dogecoin, so I bought it too. 
like that kind of mm. dumb behavior. Because if he's well informed, I'm like, okay, he's like someone who knows about the risks and everything. But to lose 40k feels like you're not well versed. Hell, I don't know anything about crypto, and I still saw people like, "Oh, get invest in this, invest in that." I was like, "No, <laughs> uh, no, thank you." Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where it really is because the combination of putting all the honeymoon fund in the crypto and it backfiring, and also you've lost a key part of your contracts and jobs. That's not great. All in all, not a good place to be financially, and honestly, that's gonna probably be lending into a lot of this conversation about their living situation. Now, I did you notice that we didn't see uh, her mom at all in the second episode? Was was her did mom she, supposed to be there? Well, the mom like, like traveled with her, right? Like they, for the first time, she was right. supposed to be there as the chaperone. We didn't see her. I don't think she's all, gone, yeah. but I'm surprised that we didn't see her at all and we didn't see her on the next time on either. So let's see where we go with that. Keep an eye on hmm. uh, for mom, unless I missed it and it's been two weeks and I forgot that no, she left. I, didn't, I don't think no, so. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't remember what happened to her. We definitely didn't see her. So exactly. All That's right. Weird. Well, that leaves us with one couple here, Mari, oh, to talk God. about, and it's it's the dumpster fire of the season. It's the I don't want to talk about y'all all season couple for me. It mm, is mm. the saga of TJ and Kimberly. Now. These two have had nothing but fights since they since Kimberly first arrived to India. And those are still going on that that argument, that beef is still going and has bled into the family at this point. Mm -hmm. It is. Oh, my gosh, it's so frustrating. Like, I, I just would like to know it did when you get cast for like before the 90 days the other way do they like take away your google service do they just say absolute don't do absolutely no research go in the, blind it's more fun like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> do absolutely no research on the culture you're trying to assimilate to like i feel like i know so much about indian culture just from watching all of the seasons of before the 90 days 90 day fiance that oh, i yeah. watched like and then of course like having wonderful friends like Sasha Joseph but of it's course. just like I just how blind are you to the 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 cultural structures uh, of a culture that you are trying to enter into um and I I just get so frustrated seeing this same storyline again and again and again with these couples and and like you said Puya it's not the country's fault it's clearly 90 day fiance's fault because they are look they are clearly looking for these archetypes they are clearly looking for these certain type of storylines that we get over and over again and I, it just frustrates me because you, it, you sh we shouldn't be getting these. We right. should be getting people who are well informed about their move <laughs> that they are trying to make on a a season called the other way if the season is called the other way, you are committing to going to another country and to assimilate to that culture. It you have agreed. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and that frustration echoes for me um, in dealing with these couples. This is the conversation me and Liana have had plenty of times where we're like, oh, imagine we were on the show. And then we always end that hypothetical with, well, we'll never be on because we are way too normal. For this show because they're never going to bring that story in i was like ooh, ooh, the big beef here is 
oh, Puya went to bed and he put his socks by the end of the bed and now there's two socks on the floor. That is not beef. <laughs> that is not that is not what they're looking for here. What they're looking for mm-hmm. is just plain ignorance on the yes. honestly on both couples um, both where yep. the one that moved has said I moved and you need to not I, I am not assimilating to you I am not doing what you ask of me that is not fair to me which is a fair ask but if it's been accept, expected then that's going to be a problem but then also having an incompetent partner on the other side who is like yeah I know our culture is going to be tough for her and the expectations are going to be lofty but I'm just not going to say anything until after we get married because it'll figure itself out <sighs> no that is also very unhealthy mm. and and very mm-hmm. unacceptable uh to do so they're going to continue fighting and honestly it's almost like we don't need to rehash everything that happened mm-hmm. here they end up go- they had their big fight like where she, he didn't even like she slept upstairs he slept downstairs they go for a walk and they got in a better place she talks about how listen i know you didn't like the way i spoke to you i can't help but cuss it's in my nature but I can try and work on the language that I use when I am frustrated. And then on the other side, he says that he will try and hear her more. And that all looked like it was going to a good place, Mari. So far, so good. But then the fight we're talking about isn't the two of them fighting again. It is to do with her and his brother, Yash, who get into Mm. beef upon beef upon beef in this one episode, Mari. When I tell you, I looked down for like two seconds when they were showing like the next on, you know, not next time on, but like coming up mm-hmm. and her and Yash was going out. At first I was like, that TJ, they look like incredibly similar until I saw them sitting next to each other. And, and then like, yeah, I, they look very different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, and once I saw them sitting next to her, I was like, oh yeah, that was, that was dumb of me. But like, Yash, oh my gosh, like. Kimberly and Yash will never be on the same page. They're no. both too headstrong. Is is uh Puya, is Yash the older brother or the younger younger brother? I believe he is a 50-50, but I believe he's the older brother. I can confirm while we're talking about it. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm and he is not married. So I'm wondering if there's, you know, a little bit of jealousy there. But anyways, this so I've, Okay, so I thought Kimberly and TJ like they're they're calming down from that fight that they had, you know they're they're doing the ceremonies again. Where is Sasha Joseph when you need her? I really wanted her to explain some of the the uh, ceremonies, the wedding ceremonies that they had. But when we get to Kimberly and Yash, and I'm like, okay, maybe it was looking up. You know, Kimberly is is taking everything with a smile. Of course, Yash has not told her the full extent, but you know everything was looking up. And then Kim and Yash have have this sit down. They start going back and forth. And once they both get ramped up, there's no stopping them. There is no stopping them. And at first I'm like, Kimberly, like this whole like individualism, this like isolationism, this independent stuff that is bred into us in the in America. I respect it here in America. But again, that's not the culture you're going to like. Like, how do you not know the structure of a multi-generational Indian household? by now like i mean again i know that you know what i'm saying like how do you not know that and how do you not know about uh society and and how they feel about society and societal structure like google is free but then yash starts calling her stupid and yeah then like, no no sir that is not how you're supposed to talk to your 
future sister-in-law. And then that got me pissed off at him. I could not believe this conversation we were watching. Right. So that's the thing to me. So there was a lot to unpack here because Yash and, and uh, Kimberly, Kimberly even prefaced this when they went, because the two of them went to shop for bangles for the wedding and, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and TJ couldn't make it because he was at work. And she mentions that, you know, we're both alphas. We're very similar in that way. And that mm-hmm. came to a head very quickly. The combination <laughs> of Yash's language and because Yash didn't sound like he was being an aggressor. But then when he calls her stupid, Kimberly completely goes back to I'm not going to hide how I feel. And was then after that, the louder one, I would argue, but had every right to. But again, this is a battle of two dummies. So really, am I, <laughs> am I on anyone's side? No, because I feel like they both want to say that the other has sacrificed more. But they both also agree that it's not a competition. But then they both still want the other to be like, no, well, you're right. I will yield. Because mm-hmm. Kimberly is like, and, and Kimberly's argument here primarily focused on the garlic of it all. Of like, well, I was told I can't have garlic. And I feel like I want to have what I want to have. And, you know, I might be able to have it like once a week. But what if I want pasta? Do I have to ask for permission to do it? I was like, okay, well, that is a very, a way smaller thing to argue about. Um, so that I was like, that I feel like that's too small of an argument here because it will make it seem like you are nitpicking a little bit. But I think for her, it was a more grander thought of, well, what's next? If it's garlic is this big of a deal, what's next? There's so much. What if I want to go back to eating meat at some point? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be an issue? And, and yes, it is. Because again, you have not done the research. And obviously, I, 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 TJ is not off the hook because TJ has not told her about any of this because exactly. he's scared of how she's going to react and that the relationship is going to end. So it's on TJ as well. But again, like you said, Google is free. You could have done the research. And also, you could understand that. Unlike some of the other couples and and families we have seen on the 90 day franchise where um, they're this culturally, you know, strong and linked, you were given your entire own floor to this house that is Mm -hmm. for you and TJ separate from the family. So they that is something they have sacrificed for you now you have sacrificed your whole life moving here. Yes, but they've also done some. So it's important to understand that despite it not being the cultural norm from what we understand you were given your entire own floor now what i have an issue with here is that these two are clearly not working on resolving things they're now basically in an arguing match and they're throwing everything at each other he tells her that he doesn't think she deserves love and and he literally says yeah we have to deal with the garbage living upstairs because of tj and then she says well takes trash to no trash which you can do better than that, Kimberly. Come on. Like, I you know. can do better. Are we 12? That was an awful <laughs> clap. Yeah, that was an awful clap. What, I'm, uh, what's the saying? It's like, I'm something and you're glue. What's that? What you say mm-hmm. bounces off me and sticks on you. It's like, come on. What are, yeah, what are we, five? No. Um, so that's happening and they're just fighting. And, and to me, Mario, I was like, y'all are done before this even starts because you two having this big of an argument before the wedding has even happened is not going to put you in a good space. Yeah, and that and Yash saying stuff like, "Oh, you're not for you're not for our family. Our family won't accept this." Like he he by the end of their conversation, he was like, "No, it's done. Like TJ is not going to do this. Like you're making you're you're putting TJ in the middle. You're like ruining TJ's life." It was oh my god. I don't. I feel like I've never seen like this big of a blowout between like family members since I guess like the family Chantal or something like that. Like this was 
this was really, really bad. It, it was horrendously bad. Um, and for TJ not to be there, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I, what I was seeing. And, um, I did like, I did like what happened once TJ was in the middle, but again, like you've said so many occasions, this is TJ's fault <laughs> too. TJ is not off the hook. Like, why do a lot of, like, a lot of these men, it's it's on 90 Day Fiance a lot, especially on the other way. It's like, and we just talked about it with Wayne. You can't hold things back when somebody is committed to living their life um, for you in another culture on another side of the planet. Like, do not hold things back. You are supposed to tell them everything that they are getting into so that they can agree to that not be surprised later. That's how you have issues. We saw it with Jen and Rishi. We saw it with um, uh, Jen and Sumit. Jenny and Sumit, like we've, we've seen it with, with Wayne and um, what's her name? Like this, this is like a trope at this point. And it's like, just be completely honest with your part partner. We saw it with Mahmood and Nicole, like be completely honest with your partner. That is the only way that any of these relationships are going to work. My God, how hard is it to do? Apparently, uh, it's impossible to do for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, we've completely glossed over the entire. They had a bit of a ceremony um, yeah. and a celebration that we have not talked about at all. Uh, in the midst of that, I will say that she did text his mom an apology, and mm -hmm. it seems like at least her and the mom might start getting in a better place. I'm not 100% sure about that relationship. But yeah, the, the Yash completely over like stole the episode by uh, being in the middle of all this beef. So after the whole fight they had, they end up uh, getting a bit of a peace conversation going where TJ is in the middle of the two of them. They go out for tea, and he's trying to hash things out. And TJ stood his ground and defended Kimberly, which I love to see, which was great. Mm -hmm. um, again, I do want to remind us all that we can't completely be in on it because we know that he expects things to switch up once things calm down. He's like basically saying, if we cool it now, we get married, then we slowly introduce the stuff and she'll have to deal, right? No, no, that's not okay. Um, but I did love that he did hold his ground with Yash. He said, you know, when Yash was being the loud one, you're, you're the one yelling, you're the one causing an issue. To the point where Yash basically says, okay, I have no grudge anymore. Whatever. It's fine. And it felt fake. But then Yash does end the episode by telling us in the interview that, um, yeah, I no longer, after this conversation, I no longer blame Kimberly. I blame TJ. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you've just channeled the beef elsewhere. First of all, I'm not mad at it. Second of all, go off. Third of all, I want to see you two fight. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. The way Yash was acting here to TJ, it was, it was so vindictive. He's like, she's she's holding her attitude in. Like it was so I was think she's a god. <laughs> oh my god. I was it was like he was he was in, intentionally trying to poke her buttons to get her riled up so TJ could see her riled up or something. But like I, I did respect TJ for like 
defending her here because I mean that's bare minimum Twitter like that's bare minimum you can do to help her out right now since you you've put her in this situation and Yash was like well the mother and I'm mother and father won't like her and then teacher like oh so you're gonna gather people around to like I was like wow this is this feels so childish <laughs> like this this fight like it felt so so childish and I just I don't know what I want to happen now to be quite honest um because i thought like you like you said like i thought this was going to be great they're they're of similar ages they got the the love match like approved and everything and then all hell just breaks loose here it's going to be so awkward they're like we're we're planning to live with our our family for at least the next 30 to 50 years you and yash can't not talk to each other for 30 years i was like oh my god this is oh my gosh like just please tell people what they're getting what they're signing up for please i would love that i really would uh because i I don't think this is gonna slow down anytime soon i think there's gonna be heaps of issues to come their way they're still six days away from the wedding and there's so much tension between tj and kimberly Kimberly and Yash, Yash and TJ, uh, Kimberly and, uh, you know, TJ's mother. So there's all of this and we haven't even gotten married yet. And the the apartment's not even ready yet. So it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. We'll see where it goes. They're not on the next time on. And granted, now with the shorter episodes, we were only shown four couples for next week's episode. So I think with the one hour episodes, which ends up being 42 minutes after commercials, we're not going to get as much of detail, which one of two things can happen here, Mari. Either this season is going to finish quickly because they're going to yada yada it, or it's going to take forever for us to get over this season with 42 minutes per. They might, because if they've just split episodes into two now, it means that technically the next two episodes would be one episode regularly. And then that means we're going to be here forever. And, and that exhausts me. <laughs> Uh, I would say um, buckle up because, uh, you know, <laughs> you might be on this train for a very long time, Puya. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting off this train anytime soon, uh, especially with two of the shows going on simultaneously. And Last Resort has now popped up, which, like I said, we're not going to have episodic coverage of that. But if I do keep up with it and watch it, I will give y'all little nuggets of information about what's going on there so that you don't have to watch because who should subject themselves to Big Ed and Angela? The answer is no one. But if I do it so that you don't have to, I will take that as a as a willing sacrifice. Um, But for now, Mari, we have arrived at the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope you had fun as much fun as I did talking about this silly show with a friend let the people know where can they find you what are your other projects that you have going on well of course every week me and matt scott talk about the highlights of the week in wrestling over on the wrestling wrap up podcast so uh if you can go subscribe there by going to rob has a website.com slash wrestling feed this week we have an amazing guest in Chappelle. Chappelle will be joining us uh to just we're just gonna act goofy over there so go check us out if you haven't already and then, of course, every Tuesday, me and Sarah Carradine bring True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP. Uh, our latest episode with the podfather himself, Robert Sestronino, just dropped. We talked about how to become a cult leader on Netflix. It was a very fun property with, of course, a very fun guest. So definitely go check that out. You do not want to miss that. 
So go to robhasawebsite.com slash slash crime feed to subscribe to Crime Scene. Crime Scene is a true crime review podcast where we get to the heart of how true crime stories are told. But that's it for me. You can also find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two like the number two. And you can go check me out over on twitch.tv slash Mari Talks Too Much as well. Thank you so much, Mari, for coming on. And thank you for giving us your time. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where you can find me when I'm not on a podcast. So come through and say hi. I would appreciate it, of course. And uh, as far as podcasts go, there's still men, much more to come your way. I'll be talking 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days with the aforementioned Brian Scally. So that should be a fun time as well. And not one, but two Traders podcasts coming your way this week. Of course, Traders New Zealand started last week. And myself and Shannon Gus have already talked about the first two episodes. We'll be back to talk about the next two episodes. And with the premiere of Traders Australia season two, I'll be back to talk about that with the one and only Peridium. So that'll be a fun time as well. And if you were keeping up with Big Brother, you know where to find me. That's Friday mornings on the live feed update to talk about all the ongoings of the show. The season has been very fun so far. So I look forward to those. And I can't wait to talk about that some more and also this week i'll be on the uh, big brother recap wednesday night talking about the post uh, veto episode it was the veto episode post veto stuff on the recaps you can check it out over there and of course if you'd like to leave a rating and review for this podcast i would appreciate it it allows people to find the podcast it gives me much needed feedback so you can do so over on robaswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance that's robaswebsite.com slash the number nine number zero day fiance but for now we have arrived at our destination here on the hot mess express we hope you had fun with us we'll catch you next time but until then take care have a good one bye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.